0: Hi, I'm Andy Ely, Senior Funeral Director for G Seller Independent Funeral Directors, and we've been serving bereaved families since 1910. I'm sure you're all well aware there's lots of different myths, taboos and misconceptions around what happens behind the scenes within the funeral profession. So we decided to put together this series of podcasts to answer those questions and hopefully dispel those myths so please do like share and subscribe and send those questions send them to at uk, and we will do our absolute best to answer them for you it genuinely is our family caring for your family welcome to the latest episode of lifting the lid um today I have something slightly different. I have um Ruth Blakemore, one of the founders of Life Ledger. Hello Ruth, how are you? Hello
1: Andy, I'm very well, thank you. Good.
0: We'll hear about Life Ledger in a few moments, but first and foremost, Ruth, tell us a bit about yourself. Introduce yourself. Who are you and how did you get to this hot seat?
1: I used to um work-wise, I used to help run big companies, a bank, a building society and various okay. other things. And um About 2016, my mother passed away, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, And uh, I had already started along a journey of doing things that were more passion projects for myself. Okay. So I'd already been running a global charity, Plastic Ocean. Okay. I'd already been running a music business, which I loved. Brilliant. Um, And um, then I, for the first time, wanted to start my own thing. And um, so I started Life Ledger. Um, which launched in
0: 2021. Okay. We're going to come on to Life Ledger in a few moments. I'm yes. interested in, in you. Yes. Yeah. So you mentioned there, so it sounds like there's a huge driving force with mum passing away. Yes. So can we can we not delve into it as such, but can you give me a bit more detail there? I mean, yeah, did you have any support, for example? What, what was it like when mum passed away? Because I suspect yeah. some of this kind of led into the life ledger
1: and how it, it came about. It did, I um, I was very lucky with my parents, I suppose most people would say that. Um, mum was very proud of us girls yeah. and expected a lot of us and she had a great relationship with my father, long marriage, very loving. Yeah. Um, and um, in I think about 2010 um, my mum was diagnosed with dementia okay and um she had actually done voluntary work overseas she'd been working in africa and places wow. like that okay um developing barrier nursing techniques which was okay. a medical person for ebola and various other things okay and um because of that she was always being treated or given vaccine vaccinations for malaria yeah and they gave her larium and she developed larium poisoning which the armed forces have suffered from as well. Um, and when she developed dementia, the larium poisoning, it was a brain disorder which okay. exacerbated the dementia. So she was first diagnosed in 2010, and by February 2016, she passed away. Okay. And um, that was obviously, I have a sister and a father, and we managed our way through that together.
0: What were your coping mechanisms there? How how did you manage that together? Sounds like you got great support there, but how did you cope?
1: It was it was a strange dynamic, um, and in many ways very positive. My sister and I have always been really close. She's my older sister, yeah, and she looks after me, and I look after her. My dad had always been super focused on my mother and their love affair was an example to us all. Yeah. And when Mum passed away, he sort of turned and faced us two girls. So we had more of his attention and time than we'd ever had. Yeah. Um, And, you know, more cuddles, you know. Um, So during that time, we became very close and talked a lot um, and tried to listen to each other. And I suppose that's how... We got all, got got through it all.
0: Brilliant. So, Life Ledger. Yes. Obviously, an in integral part. That's something that was born out of that period of time. Yes. So, I think mean, first and foremost, what is Life Ledger? You know, just for the, the people listening. <laughs> yes. I know, but yeah, what yes. what, what is it?
1: I th- I think it it serves a problem in the in the community, which is that when somebody passes away, the bereaved left behind very quickly have to face the administrative burden and
0: this was something you'd experienced no doubt
1: it was absolutely um of trying to inform organizations of the death um so i can when my mum passed away i partly wanted to do something which was a legacy to her and i'd run and been involved with lots of big businesses tech um all sorts of banking, media, so I looked around the world and tried to find gaps in the market that would help the elderly or the bereaved. Um, And something happened which really made a massive impact on me. Um, My my dad was at home one day, maybe five days after my mum died, and um, I walked in and he was crying, and I'd never seen him cry in my life. Um, He's a Yorkshireman and very direct, straightforward. Doesn't like to be a bother to anybody. Yeah. Um, And he eventually opened up as to what the problem was. Okay. And he'd been to get a death certificate from the registrar. Yeah. And had that original death certificate. And as a Yorkshireman, you know, he was very keen to make sure he did everything properly. And he started off trying to protect assets. So he went to the building society that my mother had an account with. Yeah. Um, and he... It was lunchtime and he queued up at lunchtime and waited and waited and finally got to the front of the queue. And the lady um, who served him was lovely and said, I'm so sorry, sir, um, we don't deal with that over the counter. You need to make a special appointment. Oh, really? Oh, cross Yeah, okay. and, and I, I'm sure everybody doesn't handle it in the same way. Yeah. Um, but typical of my dad he didn't phone he went and when he got there he wanted them to help him and he had his death certificate in his hand and he kind of pleaded he said I have the death certificate here Um, I'm in my late 80s My, my wife's just passed away could you just acknowledge the death certificate so I don't have to start again and they said I mean I'm worried about the account I don't know if it's safe And they say, I'm so sorry, we have a way of doing things. Um, You're going to have to go home, phone this number and book an appointment with a special person who is very well qualified to help you properly. Um, And I understand how organisations want to streamline specialist services. And I'm very glad that this is deemed to be um, a skill that they want to learn and do properly. But I think increasingly, you know, when somebody dies, you're dealing with maybe 30, maybe more organisations at a very difficult time on phone lines waiting for phones to be answered and then you may be diverted to a specialist or have to phone back in or have a call back and start a process which is very difficult when you're, you, you've just lost a, a deal. Yeah,
0: absolutely. When you're, yeah.
1: perhaps your memory isn't at its best Perhaps your patience isn't at its best. You're dealing best.
0: with all grief and everything and, 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 you know, you've got this on top as well, yeah. the financial side.
1: So in looking around at all the smart, lovely ideas um, that I could have done to try and leave a legacy for my mum, I, I looked back and remembered that and thought, okay. is that a mountain that's climbable? I don't know.
0: No. So life ledger so I, I i talk to families um a lot about the tell us once service when we discuss yes. registration and um you know when i when i talk about that i talk about you know all the government bodies dvla state pension etc yeah. all notified in one go yeah. yeah yeah the yeah. registrar does it for you Lovely. great service Lovely. now i always kind of say that life ledger is the same Yes. consolidates everything but all the personal bits all the personal bank accounts yes. and private bits, yes. and pensions and so on yeah so how does that make it easier? I mean, I've kind of answered it there for you, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how Thank does you. it make it easier for, for, for the family there?
1: Um, actually, I started this journey by going to the government and spent quite a lot of time um, with government people asking their advice. Uh, You know, what do you do already? What would you like to do? What are your ambitions for this area? Hoping they would say, don't you worry, we're going to close the gap. But of course they can't afford to pay taxpayers' money to support service providers in that way. Um, So um, I ended up with their support, you know, a lot of of support and advice and... um, They explained the TELUS1 service and they showed it to me. And what we do now is with over a 1,000 service providers, some enormous and some not so great, but, you know, a massive proportion of the marketplace um, work with us. And if they don't, we'll still send a notification. Um, We will take information which is put into a file and we'll notify any and all service providers in the marketplace and we will notice notify tell us once right if, if you'd like us to oh
0: brilliant so it was, it was going to be one of my questions how does it work um you yes know, we mentioned it certainly on on your website it's free um, it is free yeah so how, how how can you do this how does it right. work
1: right um we did look at lots of different business models um and we came up with two um the first is um if I've obviously run big service providers myself and in doing so I know even 10 years ago how um, what an expense a call centre is and running that back end service is something that has to be done very professionally and very efficiently. And the complications of non-standard processes is a tricky area for any service provider with a strong brand and a strong service ethic. And if you look at any of these service providers, the amount of work that goes into registering a death through their processes is yeah. not insubstantial. Um, so what we do is we ask the service providers to remunerate us because we save them time and money. And so that anyone coming to us will be able to do all of this, register their information and yeah. make sure it's safe we're very clear on data security absolutely. and identification, yeah. and then we keep their file absolutely safely, and that allows us not just to notify one service provider, but to notify all of them. And uh, the other thing we do is, which is, which is a very big growing area for our business, is for your relative or yourself um you can pre-register with us. Okay. So if you're for example writing a will, yeah. um you can come to us, put your personal information in, um you know who you, who your where your assets are for example or yeah. who your utilities are with, your account numbers, and then when you pass away, the bereaved who are dealing with your estate don't have that hurdle to climb yeah. because that file is already there and we can notify people with the bereaved carefully. And efficiently
0: so it kind of goes hand in hand with uh, we, we've spotted a huge change or trend um pre-paid funeral plans people are a lot more switched yes. on wanting to organize things and help the next generation um yes. with the bereavement so they can really focus on their bereavement without having to worry about the funeral so this is yeah. additional to that isn't it you can you can kind of preempt it and pre-plan yeah. it and it's there ready
1: to make life easier yeah. for for your children i guess when i look back it's a a bit like sliced bread really you look back and you think gosh everybody pretty much goes through this process of losing the one dearest to them and in you know within three to five days they're on the phone to a bank holding or or anybody an energy provider holding trying to register the fact that their husband wife mother has died it's it's a terrible time yeah. and surely we can do better than that
0: and you kind of have to revisit it over and over, over, again, over, to these over, over again over
1: and sometimes there's a very long tail you know people yeah. can be doing it three years later
0: yeah and then of course there's the, the sitting in the queue the phone queue or yeah. in, in your, your father's case a physical queue yeah you know? exactly yeah, incredibly difficult
1: exactly and people get angry and I, I don't think they are angry because they think the service provider is trying to be unhelpful they're angry because the world isn't set up right
0: <laughs> yeah i mean, think it's, it's a great service um, yeah uh, from our perspective it's incredibly simple how we share the information it's on bottom brilliant <laughs> so it's, it's really really intuitive like that it's, it's it's great yeah you kind of fill this niche um as you put it this this gap yeah so life ledger it's day
1: one how do you feel as one of the founders? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> well I I was very lucky. He was a very good friend of mine, Tremaine Karupol. Um, I'd known him for nearly 20 years. And um I at the same time was wanting this business to be good and strong and to grow quickly. Yeah. Um I also had my father who had just he lost his mother, uh, lost his wife, sorry, and um needed my help and care. Um, so I knew I would be with him a lot of the time, so I wanted to help and do all I could, but I wanted somebody to be there twenty four seven running the thing and Tremaine, my great friend, came in to to run it so on day one, I think we were both very excited. we could see a massive potential for helping people, yeah and a massive potential for changing a market um and I care about it very much, yeah, and I think I was very proud, good, yeah
0: so how's it grown so we start off yes. with that small idea yes where are we at now i mean is it a success i think i know the answer to this from a previous conversation because your role has changed as well so yes just talk to us through that how how's it going
1: yes well we we serve about two percent of the market now um okay. we've got um 21 people in the team and others helping who aren't employed um we've got offices in London and an operational base in Cornwall where we want to drive employment. Um we've got a lovely team, very, very proud of them. Lovely mixture of skills, experience and values, which
0: is really important. Is it a small team? Is it growing?
1: There's there's about there's about twenty-one staff at the moment and it's growing all the time, as you can imagine. Um I think we it's fair to say we're growing fairly quickly. And uh, some of the service providers that we've worked with for a while are now integrating with us digitally. So we tend to go through big step changes where, you know, a lot of registrars send us people who we can help. And we will then send their notifications to a service provider. But more, increasingly, more and more, the service providers are integrating us into their systems and now we have all of their bereaved customers coming through us so we have Mm -hmm. step changes of growth which is great because we're helping everyone that comes through us
0: absolutely lovely future goals where we heading i mean are you integrating more with tell us once what what are your thoughts where you where are you going where is life headed
1: i think the 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 service is important in both areas so for us to be able to work with the individual bereaved putting notifications through the service providers is very important register a life is very important to us where we're pre-registering people and we can help in all sorts of environments in hospitals in hospices and i think that's an important area for us as people are estate planning and i think we'll go more and more into that and we may one day look at other life events where we're able to transmit and share data files on behalf of individuals who change names or change addresses, or that may be in our future. Um, But I don't see us diverting greatly from where we are, um, except potentially geographically, because this is a very important market, I think. It's a big market change, and we want to do it very well.
0: Good. And I think, I think you've made an incredibly good start with it. So I've got, I've got a couple more questions about you. But is there anything else you want to tell us about life ledger where you've got an opportunity? You you, you know, tell me.
1: I suppose I I did want to just reiterate that the the team we've got are amazing. They work very, very hard. Um, with 21 people split across two bases, um, you know, the, the, we we work hard to keep together um, and we're evolving very quickly. And that's, that amount of change is difficult for everybody. But for us, we have to always remember that the people we are touching are either vulnerable, vulnerability or bereavement specialists within yeah. organisations or are the bereaved. And um, we need to bear in mind that everything we do touches people who... who need us, so we have to act very carefully, and I'm very proud of the team.
0: Brilliant. Um, very strong core values, no doubt. For very company. strong
1: core values, yeah.
0: <laughs> Proof, Perfect. So, some personal questions. Yes, of course. Okay, so, you wanted to do this for mum? I did, yeah. Is it comforting? Have, how, do you feel you, you have achieved something there?
1: I do. Um, it's, a, it's a mixture of two things that please me. One is, um, I think when my mum was growing up, um, she was one of seven. I have 26 first cousins. Wow. You know, OK. Big, um, and um, she, as a woman um, and as one of seven, didn't feel she was given the opportunity to have a career in the way she wanted to. Um, you know, she first got a degree in her late 30s um, and, uh, and she had a lovely career in the end, but she always felt she would have liked to have started a lot earlier. Yeah. And so she was always very proud when she saw me running organisations. And for, for her legacy to be something in business I think would make her very proud. But also I think the other thing is that this is built off something I observed my dad struggling with. And it's at that moment when my mum would have stepped in and said, that's it's all right, Ken, I'll deal with it. And so I've been in a in a strange way I've been able to do that for her.
0: So do you think it's something that you've you've used as to kind of focus your bereavement on
1: i think probably um somewhat somewhat when she when my mum first died i actually really seriously stopped sleeping um to the point where i went to sleep clinics and things and uh, it took a while really for me to feel i was processing this stuff reasonably well um you know i sort of stalled for a long time yeah um and as i talk about the business even if i'm not talking about my mother i think it's all part of the process yeah, all part the yeah. so i think it's healthy
0: if you had one more minute with mom yes what would you say
1: oh goodness well first of all i'd like her to know that dad's okay, <laughs> okay. i mean yeah. he will be 93 soon <laughs> wow um but he's done really well uh, he was always a very sickly child so I can't believe he's outlived everybody but I suppose I'd want her to know I did this for her and I think yeah. that would be that would say everything you know yeah
0: and I think she would be proud of that I hope so absolutely I hope so Ruth yeah. thank you so much for your time it's, it's an incredibly useful good service it, it, it truly is
1: thanks for giving me the time to talk about well,
0: no 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 problem thank you so thank you, um, thanks again to Ruth. Um, please do like, share, subscribe, send those questions, send them to liftingthelid at gseller.co.uk and as always, we'll do our best to answer them. Of course, we'll see you next time. Thank you.